I need you to praise God and thank God for the gift of God. The pastor Hallelujah. of this house, Pastor Donald Gray, as Glory he comes forward God. and brings forth the word of God this morning. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. I will bless the Lord at all times. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, how when God called me here, he told me that this place, this Red Hook, is going to be a town where the men walk with barefoot. You may look at that and say, what is pastor talking about? Men walking with barefoot? And when, <laughs> when God told that to me, I was, I was, that was the first Wednesday I was coming to church to do Bible study. And I'm driving through, you may be seated, right? <laughs> sorry. I'm driving through Red Hook down on Columbia Avenue. And um, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm excited about what God is going to do and all that stuff. And, and um, as I was driving through, because they had, they, they had blocked the road, so I had to, I had to drive through Red No, 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 no. I decided I was going to drive through Red Hook. And when I got to Columbia Avenue, all I see was some guys running with some, um, <laughs> it was an AK or whatever, all over the place, and I say, "Oh my God, it's a God!" I, I step on the gas and I go. Shoo! I came to the church. I open the door. I go in there. Oh God, 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 God! What did you say to me? <laughs> and you know, I'm a one day. I went down into. You guys don't think that when God calls you, everything is going to be unky dory and easy. I remember one Sunday I went down to downstairs. My office was down in, and I got in there, and I just bawled. I said, "God, get me out of this! Please get me out of this! <laughs> I don't want nothing to do with this, because that's what it's gonna be." And I just sat there, and you think God sometimes? Sometimes God. God is a gentle, loving, kind God. And sometimes he's just a father who just want to straighten you up. After I finish, <laughs> I still feel the anointing. After I finish bawling, Brother Mike, and crying there, God says to me, you done? <laughs> I'm saying, you, what? <laughs> you say, you done? No, get up and do what I call you to do. I went with the room. <laughs> and I went out and I've been doing it ever since. And I will not stop until God accomplished what he wants to accomplish here in Red Hook. Because greater days are coming. Don't look at what you see. Great days are coming to this city in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. We have seen things happen. So as to talk about people who are, and we're going to have, her, have him come here and rap. And we're going to have a concert with him in this church. I want you all to come and listen to this brother. You want to hear a rapper? That's a rapper. He's good too. Amen. We're going to have him here in the name of Jesus. But I want you to know, Happy New Year to all of you. This is the first day of the rest of your life. 
Do you know the first day God created the heavens and the earth? And what did God say on the first day? What was the first word he uttered? In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. What was the first word that God spoke? Let there be. Do we still have light in the world today? You think that you think that when God says, let there be light, yeah, he was talking about spiritual, but he was talking about physical now. Also, we have light. We have light. The sun comes up, right? And the moon comes up and the stars come up. Amen. Whatever God does first in your life, watch out. When God calls you, he shows you. I remember when I just got saved. I never even had in my thoughts, in my mind, I was going to be pastoring. That was the <laughs> furthest from my mind. So when he called me to pastor, I was like, no, excuse me. I don't want that. But I remember when he called me, he said to me, I want you to, when he said, I want you to go to Red Hook. I said, Red Hook? I remember Red Hook because I remember when I had a company that I was at a medical company, right? And, um, and I had to deliver a hospital bed to one of the apartments in Red Hook. And I remember that. So the only, that's the only thing I remembered about Red Hook. And the other thing was I, I remember when they killed that teacher, a principal, <laughs> I said, God, <laughs> something God, hey, hey, hey. You know, I'm, then I'm, I'm, I'm like trying to get over on it. And, you know, you, you make a whole lot of excuse. You know, you always make a whole lot of excuse. Say, God, well, you know what happened? It's too far. You know, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that's you. You, wouldn't, you let me drive that far to come to church every Sunday morning or Wednesday, whenever I time I come. I, you wouldn't let that happen. You're a good God. You're a loving Father. And God looked at me and said, do you have a car outside? I said, yeah, I do. <laughs> Matter of fact, at a time I had two. And um, so I said, okay, God. Then he said to me, did Paul the apostle, all the disciples, had cars? I said, no. <laughs> you know, I answered it, you know, kind of, oh, no. Nah. Mm -hmm. And he said, how many miles did Paul and John and Luke and all those apostles walk? Sometimes they walk for days to preach the gospel. I'm saying this because some of you are going to be called. That is in my presence right now. God is going to call you this year. And I want you to know so you can understand that when he calls, he wants you to answer. 
And if you answer, he will bless you. The road is not going to be easy. If you think it's going to be easy, you try it. But you know what happened? I've known one thing. He'll never leave you. He will never forsake you. You will always have. I remember when I answered the call. And God said to me, and I'm coming to this church. There was a few people here. And, you know, and the bishop said to me, I, you know, um, there's only a few people. I said, well, God is my source. I'm going to trust God. And I remember that night before God said to I, he said to me, like he said to Abraham, he said, I am your reward. And from that moment, I said, listen to me, I won't take anything from nobody. I will just trust God in everything. And God has been faithful all through the years. I've been through a lot of cars, but you know what happened? God has been faithful in everything. I have three beautiful children, all doing great, married, <laughs> all of them married, gave me five loving grandkids. You know, I, right now, I'm, I, I'm a little weak right now because I'm a little choked up. I am because he has blessed me. He has blessed me. And you think that, you know, when people talk about God on TV, you see them talking about it and doing what they're doing. Well, let me tell you something. There's nothing like serving God. God is the greatest thing that ever happened in my life. And I thank him for his faithfulness and for his Goodness. And I just give a little of my testimony, but I want you to look back on that same scripture that was read this morning. Genesis chapter 45. Because what God wants me to introduce this morning is stuff that has been causing problems in our city, in our home in relationships, in everything. It has been causing a whole lot of problem. And, and I remember, I said to God, what is going on, God? I don't want to continue doing what I'm doing and not seeing the same results and not, not seeing more than I've been praying for. Because if you keep doing the same thing, the same thing, you're going, and you're going to get the same results. Amen? Amen? You're going to get the same results. So, in praying to God, I said to God, I want to know, I want to know, God, what is the injuries? What is injuring me from going forward, for stepping out, for going forward into what God has for me? What is in this city? What is in this city that is causing problems? What spirit is in our churches, in our churches, and in this city. And he said to me, I never forget it. He gave me the scripture in Matthew chapter 18, 
and he gave me the scripture. And it's, it's the weirdest thing is that, I won't say weird, but the blessed thing is, is that this was the Torah portion for this week about Joseph. Joseph or Joseph. How many know there was no J during Joseph time? The letter J was, didn't exist. Hey, Jehovah Witness, you're in trouble here. <laughs> but he said to me, the spirit of offense, offense, come on, say offense, the spirit of offense is the killer of dreams. The spirit of offense will stop you in your tra track from enjoying what God has for you in life. The spirit of offense will destroy relationships. Look at me, because you know I'm talking the truth. How many relationships have been destroyed because of offense? How many family members are not talking? You may say, Pastor, this is <laughs> New Year's. What are you talking about? I'm told. I'm going to share with you. For the next few weeks, I'm going to share with you how to defeat that spirit. Matter of fact, on your computer, when you have a page or stuff that you want to get rid of, what do you do? You push the delete button, right? Amen? Come on, say delete button. Well, I'm going to show you how to delete offense in your family, in your relationship, in your church, in your community. You're going to hit that delete button and you're going to get rid of offense. So let's look at let's look at Genesis. I'm not going to be long. Genesis chapter 45. And to, you know, we're in the month of what? The biblical month of? Oh, they were looking in the biblical months of Tevet, T-E-V-E-T. -E -E it's the month to grow up. Come on, say, it's time for me to grow up. <laughs> we'll talk more about that. What did it say? Somebody find it for me. Genesis chapter 45. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Verse 1. Here is Joseph. If you know what happened in the story of Joseph. I'm going to know the story of Joseph. Do I have to go all over the story of Joseph? He was sold by his brother. And even if you are not saved, you have heard the story of Joseph. Sold by his brothers into slavery. But God 
gave him a dream. God gave him a dream. What did I say before? Offense will kill your dream. God gave him a dream. And God in the dream lay out in the dream what was going to happen in his life. And God didn't tell him what was going to happen in between the dream until the, and the fulfillment. You notice that? God never tells you this stuff in between. He gives you the dream and makes you go, oh, wow, man. Ah, man. Them boys are going to bow down to me, boy. Woo! I'm going. And first of all, my father loved me so much, my father then gave me a coat of many colors. Oh, that means I'm it. I'm the greatest. And he told it to his brothers. And I believe he told it to them bragging. Mostly, hey boys, God gave me a dream and he laid it to them. But he didn't know what was going to happen. He didn't know what was going to happen from the dream to his, to his fulfillment. So, we're going to read the scripture. Do I have to read it again? Already, already. This morning, it was read. Joseph standing, could not stand it no longer. There were many people in the room, and he said to his attendants, Get out! Get out of here! So he was alone with his brothers when he told them who he was. When he told them who he was. Then he broke down and wept. And he wept so loud that his children could hear him. And the word of it quickly carried to Pharaoh's palace. He said, I am Joseph. Can you imagine how those brothers felt? When he said, hey guys, hello, I am Joseph. What did they say? They fell back. You know what they said? That's what he said. <laughs> but the brothers were speechless. They were stunned to realize that Joseph was standing there in front of When you stay with God and don't get offended, <laughs> people will shock to where God will take you. I am Joseph. I want to keep that in mind. Because one of these days when you continue to do what God called you to do and, and don't care about the rough parts, and continue on the path and get to your destination, people will not know you. (laughs) 
Come on, say, when I'm dressed with what God put on me, people not going to know me. I have to reveal myself to them. Come on, help me here. Come on, help me here. Help me here. But notice what happened. Joseph had the opportunity to be offended. He had opportunity to do what he wanted to do with his brothers now. Oh, he could, he could, listen to me, he had the military with him. He was second to Pharaoh. He was, he was second to Pharaoh. He was, he could just snap his finger and the whole army of Pharaoh would come into the room and said, take them suckers and put them in jail. I want them to go through exactly what I went through. I want them to feel what I feel. Oh, gosh, can somebody get this? I want you to feel what I feel. Hmm? How many of you are saying that? How many, your husband, your cousin, or your aunt, or somebody said something to you, and you just put in your heart that one day I'm going to get back at it. And you keep it in there. You keep it, and you keep it, and you keep it. And you stir it up, and you stir it up in there. And you, you're waiting for that moment when you can get them. Hmm? Not knowing that what you're trying to get to is going to destroy you. Because the Bible says the devil comes, but to what? Kill, steal, and destroy. And what he brings? He brings offense. I guarantee you every relationship that's been destroyed in this world started from broken relationship or offense. What is going on in Russia right now or in Ukraine started with a word of offense. But notice what, I could go through a whole lot more, but I gotta, I gotta concise the whole thing. Bring it together here. Notice that Joseph says, I am Joseph. And the next statement he made, the next statement he made is not, I'm Joseph, and I got y'all. <laughs> he could have said that, right? The next statement is, is my father alive? Oh, God. Oh, God. What was he doing? He's trying to let them be comfortable. How many know you must make people comfortable? If you're a child of God, you make people comfortable in your presence. Make people comfortable in your presence. Can you imagine those brothers when he said that? Is my, is my daddy alive? He said, 
We're not looking for you to say that. We're looking for you to just pop up upside the head. I'm, well, are you talking about in my, in my daddy alive? Hallelujah. Boy, your daddy, I wanna, your daddy got you into this. He was the one who sent you to look for your brothers and got you into this. That's another story. Amen? But what happened? <laughs> but his brothers were speeches, and they're stunned, realizing that he was standing before Jesus. Then he says, the next, the third, the third word he spoke was, please come close to me. Because back, they were all backing away. Back, because they were stunned. They were backing away. They, you were saying, you know, <laughs> you know, like, I mean, you, I like cowboy movies, right? And you know them gunslingers when they come into the house and they, and they, they beat upon the guy who they, they wanted to and they disguise themselves and, and they come into the house and they walk in and they, they say, I'm so-and-so. You better go for your gun. <laughs> Thank you. Or just say, come close to me. In the Hebrew, it says, he wanted the brothers to make the first step. And they got up and they made the first step. And in the Hebrew, it says, he walked even close. He now started going towards them. What did God says? Draw nigh to me, and I will draw nigh to you. Don't run from God. When you sin, when you do some bad things, don't run from God. You go run to him. You run to him because he's running to you. God will never, never hurt you. God will never destroy you. God will never... Never. This God, the God I know. Yes. You may do the worst thing in your life. You go, oh my God, I'm, I blew it. It's over. Yes. God said, no, it's not over. Yes. Hallelujah. 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 Yes. Hallelujah. So Joseph comes and says, come near to me. Come close to me. Don't carry no resentment to your family with your, against your mom or your dad or your cousin. They may have done you wrong. But when you find Jesus, he says he'll take the heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. He'll give you a heart to love. And he'll give you a heart to serve. Let me tell you something. And I'm jumping over a whole bunch of things. There's a twin brother to offense. You know what a twin brother is? Unforgiveness. There are twin brother people. You offend somebody. Offend you. 
And you say, well, I will never forgive them. And some of you say this. You know, you say this. this, this say, but I will forgive them, but I won't forget it. <laughs> Isn't that what you say? I will forgive them, but I won't forget it. Well, you did not forgive them. <laughs> I thank God for one thing. God knows how to hide your sin. <laughs> Can you imagine if God would expose some of us in here? Who offended him? You offended him. Come on, say he covers me. <laughs> so I feel like I feel like shouting right now. Brother Eric, do you feel like shouting right now? He covered you, brother. He covered you. He covered you. Oh, in the midst of everything. Oh, are you you feeling so bad? And God is saying, Oh God. Ain't nothing you can do to make me not love you. Yes. Hallelujah. 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 In the midst of all of that, God Almighty loves you. He covers your secret. Some of you have stuff that you're hidden in the closet that God knows about. And you have it there for years and years and years and years and years and years. And God is still covering you. He covers you until you get to the point where you can admit to it and stand up and be the man and the woman that you need to be. Let me tell you something. When offense, if you I've offended somebody or somebody I've offended you. You need to go to that person and take care of it now. Yep. You waited long enough. That sister who you're not talking to. How about mom you're not talking to? Come on, say that's me. I got to start it this year. This new year. God is saying to you, when you fix that, the rest of your year is going to be bright. The rest of your year, you're going to see things explode in your relationship, explode in your business, explode in your job, explode in everything that you do. You will see things just accelerate. When you learn to forgive, Hallelujah. come on, say forgive. Yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah. God wants you to forgive. Yeah. Hallelujah. 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 Offense will destroy you. Amen. God said to me, when you deal with this, when you deal with this, then you're going to see things happen so quick. 
knows that Joseph had an opportunity, had the opportunity to be offended. He was justified to slap his brother upside the head. Right, Brother Mike? <laughs> <laughs> I came closer. But he made a choice. Every one of us have to make a choice. You got to make a choice. Am I going to be offended? And not do, thank you. Or I'm going to do the right thing and cause the healing power of God. I'm going to say this. I'm going to give you something. Some of you, when I was researching this, I found out that they did a study of the folks who had certain diseases, like cancer and all them diseases. And psychologists have found out that some of these diseases, when they will talk to the people, because these people make doing psychological experiments, they research, and they found out that 90% of the people with disease, autoimmune disease, like cancer, are people who have been offended and is carrying offense and hurt and a unforgiving spirit. I said to myself, I said, I just realized when God says, if you don't forgive people their trespasses, I won't forgive you your trespasses. Family going on, you know, you know, some people come to you come to church and, and 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 when you look at them, you think that they they have no offense. They have nobody, they aren't different. But when you get deep, you can you can say, I thank God for covering me. If they know the ugliness of my heart. <laughs> but deep in your heart, you know what is happening, that you know what is going on in your life is caused by one or two things. It could be one person, two person, three person. I don't know. That's your, you know. Some of you just one person. Paul says this. One thing, he said, one thing will I do. If I'm going to go forward, one thing. Come on, say one thing. One thing I'm going to do. I'm going to forget those things that are behind me, right? 
I'm going to forget those things. I'm going to forget the hate. I'm going to forget what people did to me. I'm going to forget what my brother did to me. What he did to me was bad. I'm going to forget what my girlfriend did to me. I'm going to forget what my husband did to me. I'm going to forget it, and I'm going to get rid of it, and I'm going to forgive him, and I'm going to move on because I'm going to press towards that mark that God showed me of the high calling which is in Christ Jesus. You know, I got to say this. I, I forgot to say this. My sister is on Zoom. She's in Canada. Arlene, so wonderful to know that you're listening to your brother preaching the gospel. Hallelujah. But I want to say to you, stop it. Put your <laughs> I wish I had a keyboard with a, delete, with a big old delete sign. <laughs> I'm going to get one, right? I'm going to put it up there. I'm going to say offense, and I'm going to put a delete key. That everybody, and I'm going to say edit, hit delete. I'm going to delete that out of my life, and I'm going to make sure I'm going to build up. Even if the person don't recognize it, even if the person, I go to that person, she said, I ain't going to listen to you. You did your part. And you keep doing your part. And you keep doing what you're doing. Right? Put it this way, you keep covering that person until you get whole. Because God, listen to me, whenever you make that move, God is going to make it possible for the person to change. You can, you, can, you can change your sister or your brother or your aunt or your uncle until you change you. Amen. You know, you know, sometimes I get nasty. No. My, <laughs> you see what I, she lives with me. <laughs> and one day when I was when I was doing this series, studying it, right? The Lord said to me. He says, your angels, your angel stands in the presence of God. And you know, Sister Andrew, you know them little attitude that certain person gets when you say something to he, when you say something to him and the, the person kind of give her a little and you, you know, it's, I don't care. <laughs> they all don't do that Sister Sandra they don't, they don't. I'm the only one who did that I'm, I'm guilty I am guilty you covering me see that
And it says, your angel watches those. They're in the presence of, and they watch everything that you do. And that's what has delayed your answer. Remember Daniel? And he said that the angel was coming to his, and he was delayed by this king of Persia. I kind of made a study of that. Daniel has something to do with it too. Why did that happen? What did the angel say to Zachariah? He said, before he made him dumb to shut his mouth, because he was getting an attitude, before he made him shut his mouth, he says, I am Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God. Come on, say, I can't get away with it. You heard it now. You're going to hear him for the rest. God, God said, I, I, guess I, I want you to deal with this like you're dealing with a, a, a festered womb. How many know about a festered womb? I, you know, I, I know, I know because I've been in the medical field, right? You don't, you don't, you don't, you, you make sure, you take your time and you get rid of, you want to get rid of all the pus, get rid of all the infection. You want to get rid of all. You got to keep that clean. So we're going to spend some time with this because we, how many want to see miracles taking place in your church? How many want to see people walk into your church and have no sickness and disease? How many want to see that? You're going to see that when you get rid of offense. Some of you have carried offense for years and years. Your husband, your ex-husband. <laughs> don't, don't. That's why Jesus in Matthew took the children. I'm all closed right now. Took the child and he put the child in the what? In the midst of them. No, so he didn't have the child in the corner. He put them right in the midst of them and said to you, unless you become like this little child. And he's not talking about, he's not talking about child like, oh, how old are you? He's not talking about a 15-year-old boy. He's talking about a little child, little baby child. You know, it's her, I have my little <laughs> granddaughter. All she knows to do when she wants something, all she does is, yeah! <laughs> you know, and when they're born, guess what? Our mama comes. That's how they get mama to come. <laughs> and when mama comes, you don't see them acting like, it takes so long. Oh, what 
rubbing. Why you take so long? I've been, I want my bottle. They get that bottle and just take that out there. Oh, that's good. I'm good. I'm good. We need to forgive. So let's, let's bring the application now. Bring the application. Let's apply this message. Let's bring the application. Let's apply it to you and me. What's the application? I'm going to have to delete some offenses in my life. And I'm going to say to you, how many of you, somebody has offended you and you've offended somebody. And you've been holding it for years and you wonder why you're having problems. I'm here to say to you this morning, you can get rid of it. You can put that, put that delete button. You can hit that delete button this morning. It's, it, you know, Jesus put it this way. He's so, he, he's so drastic. He said, if your hand offend thee, cut it off. Oh, my God. He, that's how drastic offense is. You got to get, you don't, you, don't, you don't play with it. Chop it off. I ain't not talking about literally cutting off your hands. Don't get that crazy. You know? He's talking about the offense. We're going to talk more about this because I want I want the glory of God I want healing to start taking place in our church how many want to see that taking place how many, want, how many is, is healthy and tired of seeing people walk in your church sick and walk out still sick no it should not be that should not be It's time. Come on. Look up. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. It's time to heal. It's time to heal. Start this new year. Some of you have to pick up the phone. Some of you have to suck salt. Some of you have to <laughs> do a whole lot of stuff to get this thing straightened out. But do the first. You make the first move. You're a child of God. You're born again. You heard this message. Make the first move to build that relationship. Don't let it fester. Because when it fester, you're going to have a long time to fix it. Some of you have to fix it. All is bow, all eyes closed. All is bow, all eyes closed. Let's just do a self-examination this morning. Let's do a self-examination this morning. And if I'm guilty, Lord, I ask your forgiveness. I want you all to pray this prayer after me this morning. Say, dear Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus. 
I have done wrong. I've been doing wrong for the past few years. And you should name the person or whoever you are had that offense. And say, Father, I need your grace to help me to forgive. I need your grace to take care of this problem that's hindering my dream from being fulfilled. I ask your Father, in Jesus' name, amen.